Good morning. Uh, just a reminder, we are having some Lenten dinners uh, during this Lenten season, and uh, we have one coming up this Wednesday. It's a spaghetti dinner. So again, if you're interested in attending any of the dinners, we'd ask that you please sign up in the Narthex sheet in the back, or feel free to contact the office and Susie can sign you up uh, if you're maybe watching us from home. The Old Testament reading for this, the third Sunday in Lent, is from the 33rd chapter of Ezekiel. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die. You do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way. That wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, he does not turn from his way. That person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. And you, son of man, say to the house of Israel, Thus have you said, Surely our transgressions and our sins are upon us, and we rot away because of them. How then can we live? Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And you, son of man, say to your people, The righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him when he transgresses. But as for the wickedness of the wicked, shall not fall by it when he turns from his wickedness. And the righteous shall not be able to live by his righteousness when he sins. Though I say to the righteous that he shall surely live, yet if he trusts in his righteousness and does injustice, none of his righteous deeds shall be remembered. But in his injustice that he has done, he shall die. Again, though I say to the wicked, he shall surely die. Yet if he turns from his sin and does what is just and right, if the wicked restores the pledge, gives back what he has taken by robbery, and walks in the statutes of life, not doing injustice, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the sins that he has committed shall be remembered against him. He has done what is just and right, he shall surely live. Yet your people say, the way of the Lord is not just. When it is their own way that is not just. And the righteous turns from his righteousness and does injustice, he shall die for it. When the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is just and right, he shall live by them. Can't you say the way of the Lord is not just? O house of Israel, I will judge each of you according to his ways. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the 10th chapter of 1 Corinthians. I want you to know, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. 
Now these things took place as examples for us. We might not desire evil as they did. Not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did. And 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example. But they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 13th chapter. There were some present at that very time who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you. But unless you repent... You will all likewise perish. Or are they those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable. Man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, till I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When I served as a military chaplain, I helped soldiers and their spouses through all kinds of times in their lives. Some of those moments in life were joyous, like at the birth of a baby or baptism of a baby. Other times were not so joyous. One of my jobs was also to perform death notifications. So if a man or a woman was killed in Iraq or Afghanistan, I would accompany an officer who would notify a wife that her husband was killed. Or sometimes notify a husband that his wife was killed. And sometimes we even had to notify children that their mother or father had been killed. I remember one time a woman had received notification that her husband had been killed. A few days after she received notice that he had been killed, I went to visit with her to see how she was doing. And the woman was doing as well as could be expected. But she said something to me that has stuck with me for years. I think it's something we can all relate to, to some degree. 
She said the day after she received the notification, she went to the grocery store just to get out of the house. And also because she still had children who still needed to eat. And she told me she would pass people in the grocery store and they were smiling. And she would think to herself, how can you be smiling? My world just fell apart. Now, of course, the people smiling had no idea what she was going through. And she knew that. But for this woman, when she looked at her life, what she saw in her life, is that her world was destroyed. That's what she saw. And she was right. If you've gone through something like that, and a lot of us have, and a lot of us will, that story may not sound so dramatic. It's all in how you see it. For that woman, her world was destroyed. And the death of her husband was a glimpse into something even greater we can all see in our lives. For example, today Jesus recounted two terrible stories that happened in Jerusalem that were life-changing, just like the woman whose husband was killed. The first story Jesus told was about some of the Jewish people who were killed by Pontius Pilate, the same Pontius Pilate we all know, And their blood was mingled with their sacrifices. So Jesus could have looked at this story and just said how terrible that was. But he didn't. And in fact, Jesus said something that initially may seem kind of odd to us. That story was a glimpse into something even more terrible. So Jesus looked at this event and he said, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. When Jesus looked at this tragedy, he did not just see the tragedy itself. When Jesus looked at this terrible event, he looked at it spiritually. And he saw an even bigger tragedy coming at the final judgment. For those who do not repent of their sins. And then Jesus told another story. Of a tower that fell over in the city of Siloam. When this building collapsed, it killed 18 people. But Jesus didn't just leave the story with some human takeaway. Like buildings should be inspected more often for safety. No, for Jesus, that story was a glimpse into something even more terrible. So Jesus looked at this event spiritually and said, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Jesus looked at this event spiritually. And he saw an even bigger tragedy coming at the final judgment for those who do not repent. Of their sins. Even the story I shared with you at the beginning of a woman's husband who had been killed. If Jesus was standing here right now, he would not just recount that story and leave it at that. 
Jesus would look at that event spiritually and also say, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And in fact, all of our readings that we heard today did this. All of our readings today looked at the world around us and looked at this world spiritually. They did not look at the world politically. They looked at the world spiritually. They did not look at the world scientifically and dissect everything going on. They looked at the world spiritually. They did not look at the world psychologically, trying to explain why people do what people do. They looked at this world spiritually. And we should also. We can look at our lives spiritually, like Jesus did. We should look at our lives spiritually, with repentant hearts, like Jesus said, so that we do not perish. Everything we see around us every day can act as a Lenten call for all of us to repent. Look back in faith toward Jesus, who is our only Savior in this world. It takes practice, but you can look at everything in this world spiritually, like Jesus did. For example... We can look at a terrible war like we are seeing every day on the news in Ukraine and see apartment buildings hit by tanks. We see almost in real time a pregnant woman on a stretcher dying and whose baby also dies. But how are you looking at this? We could look at all this war politically and bemoan that countries can't find solutions to live together. Or we can be looking at this war spiritually and with Jesus say, but unless you repent, you all likewise perish. Jesus and Jesus alone offer salvation from everything you see in life. Or when we see a terrible car accident on the road, truly an accident, no one's fault. We could look at that accident through the eyes of luck and say how lucky we were not to be involved in it. Or we can be looking at an event like this spiritually as a reminder to all of us of how fragile life in this world really is And can be taken away so quickly. And say with Jesus. But unless you repent. You will all likewise perish. Jesus and Jesus alone offer salvation from everything that you see in life. Or we can look at a terrible disease ravaging a five year old girl. Whose days are numbered. We could look at that girl medically. And dissect her condition in cold detachment. Or we can look at that little girl spiritually and realize every single one of us have more in common with her. Because every single one of us will also one day die just like her. And maybe with Jesus we could say to ourselves, But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. It truly is Jesus 
and Jesus alone who offers salvation from everything that you see in this life. Lent is a time for us to think about how we look at this world. Lent is a time for you to look at your life and to think about how you're looking at your life. Just think about the crucifixion. When you see the crucifixion, do you see it through political eyes? Like some secular websites might in explaining how the Roman army alone had authority to commit capital punishment and crucify Jesus. Or when you look at the crucifixion, are you looking at it spiritually? At the time when God himself died for your sins. You can see the crucifixion as the one time in all of creation when the Son of God offered the most perfect sacrifice for all of us in the shedding of his blood and in doing so has freed everyone in the world from the power of death and hell forever. That's how you can look at it. That's how we should look at it. How are we going to look at the rest of the world? From a soldier killed in Afghanistan to a war being fought in Ukraine. We could look at those events politically, psychologically, medically. Or we could follow Jesus and speak of those events spiritually. Reminders of what is to come in the final judgment. And then the words of Jesus, remember. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. During the season of Lent, I pray for all of us that Jesus will bring us a sense of humility to our lives. May we each see, through everything we see, that this entire world is fragile. And Jesus, and Jesus alone, brings lasting salvation from everything we see in this world. And one day, Our Lord, who has prepared us with repentant hearts in this life, will receive those hearts when he returns to gather us together. And he will return. He will gather those who are still alive and join all of us with that wonderful company of heaven, finally seeing the true release and freedom Jesus and Jesus alone brings. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.